Well, welcome to the, the first ever Calvary Conversations. My name is Sean LePage, and I'm the uh, chairman of the Ministry Studies Department at Calvary University, and I'm also serving in an administrative role working with marketing and communications here at Calvary University in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, signed in with me today are three of my fellow Calvary faculty and men I presume to call my friends. I'm, yes. uh, I'm glad you've all joined me today, gentlemen. Um, in alphabetical order, I want to introduce you. Um, Dr. Mike Dodds is the director of the Calvary University Press, and he's a professor of ministry studies here at Calvary. And then Mr. Tim Hange is uh, the TESOL coordinator. And I, uh, I admit I had to look up uh, to remember exactly what TESOL stands for. It's teaching English to speakers of other languages. Uh, he's, our, he's our coordinator here at Calvary for that. And he's an assistant professor of English and communications. And then Mr. Joshua Paxton, the director of Burnham Center for Global Engagement. And he's also an associate professor of intercultural studies uh, in the ministry studies department with myself. So welcome, gentlemen. I'm excited to be embarking on this new endeavor with you. Yeah, well, today, we'll, good, good, good. Well, uh, today we will be uh, discussing uh, this new venture. That's our conversation today. We're gonna, we, we decided together to call it Calvary Conversations, and uh, we're going to talk about that. And, and just the, the need for, for this. We feel that there's a need for this kind of a, a tool. And we want to talk about our goals and maybe even our hopes and dreams uh, for this, for this uh, conversation. So uh, like I said, the four of us were recently planning uh, together and, and uh, developed this idea, but we were planning the annual uh, Christian Leaders Conference at Calvary and decided that uh, while we're still under the dark cloud of COVID-19, we would uh, try a different approach uh, this year and and moving forward. Not that we're not gonna have the Christian Leaders Conference in future years, but uh, this year we decided to move forward with uh, this online conversation and call it Calvary Conversations. And so, um, you know, the basic idea here is that we just believe uh, that there are so many important conversations happening in our world, in our in our culture uh, today. And, and there are so many ways to have conversations. It's almost like white noise. But but, um, you know, I'm I'm reminded of uh, of that great little just a just a single verse about these guys called the sons of Issachar in First Chronicles 12:32 that says that they understood the times and they knew what Israel should do, and so I just I just believe that this this is a great um, idea. It's a great concept for us to embrace because uh, we need to work together and think together and uh, you know initiate conversations with each other and with the people around us. Uh, so that we can uh, understand the times and discover and learn and and know for ourselves what the church should do. And so that's kind of the 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 basis of what we're planning to do with Calvary Conversations. And so, Mike, I'd like to start with you. Uh, uh, you're the uh, the senior statesman here. You've been at Calvary longer than the rest of us. Uh, so you get the honor of uh, kind of getting us started here. But 
I'd like to know, you know, what scripture comes to your mind when you think about this idea of uh, maybe being the sons of Issachar and, you know, and understanding the times and, and, uh, you know, really knowing what God's people should be doing, uh, as well as, you know, just uh, uh, the, the importance biblically, scripturally, of, uh, of really engaging each other in the uh, critical conversations of our time. That was a long question, but, uh, yeah. but uh, yeah. see, what, see what you can do with that. <laughs> when you ask that, uh, uh, this last year has compelled us all to be in some unique conversations. I mean, ministry, uh, no matter where you're involved, you're always asking other people, what do I do now? And and I I just know that I'm not in a local church now, but I'm here at, at a school and we're asking the same question, what do we do now? And, and that is where you're, when you're thinking of conversations and people wanting to have conversations, that that's the nature of ministry in one side is you don't know it all. So you've got to and and we're not coming at anybody with with we know it all. That's not what we're doing with the conversations. Rather, we want to bring other people into the room uh, to help us to talk. So you you ask that, and uh, just the people that we have here, we talk with a lot of, of one another as well as others. But you asked a question about scripture there, Sean, and you know one that comes to mind is I, I think Acts seven, where uh, Stephen says that David fulfilled his purpose, and I, I just know that. But myself and others that I've talked through through the years in ministry, we want to do what God calls us to do where we're at and to accomplish that purpose. And quite often we just really don't have a good idea what that is. So we want to hear people that are that are struggling with that same question. And uh, we're, we're all unique people and we minister at unique places in a unique time. Uh, and And as much as we can, can we find what God's wanting us to do where we're at at that time? So we can say with uh, Stephen about David and people say it about us, he fulfilled his purpose as much as we can know it. Um, you think of people through history and they really seem to touch in on where God had them and a purpose that they had. Now, I'm thinking of some secular leaders who, boy, they were the right person at the right time, like Churchill during World War II. Um, we're not going to be on the same level, more than likely, but, but there's still, because we serve a, a great God who has sovereign plans and purposes, so you ask what scripture, and that's one of them that, that impels me, Lord, I want to find that purpose, and so I need to bring people into my life to uh, hear what they're saying and talking about and how they're processing it, and, and uh, through that, then I you know, discern God's will. Excellent, excellent. That's that's uh, that's a great verse for for that that idea. Tim, Josh, would you have anything to add? Uh, that was great. You know, only only one thing that kind of sticks in my my mind as we're launching out on this new venture is that um, you know there's a there's a lot of information uh, out there today. We're we're overwhelmed by information and even even misinformation at times and. Uh, you know, oftentimes for for Christians, maybe it can be our tendency to to get up and remove ourselves from the conversation. Um, but that doesn't that doesn't benefit anybody if we if we leave the table. And so I like you know I like to use the analogy of taking a seat at the table um, of ideas and and coming back to 
you know, here's here's the biblical <laughs> worldview related to these subjects that we're going to be talking about. Good, good, yeah. Well, Mike, um, you know, like I said, you've you've been at Calvary longer than the the rest of us, uh, so let me just have you respond to this this idea, and that is that that uh, we we we've talked about this and we agree that there are some really good, intelligent, thoughtful people uh, here at Calvary, uh, faculty and staff, and then in the broader Calvary community, who we just believe can make a, a, a significant contribution to uh, many of the conversations of our time. Like like Josh was just saying, there, there's, there's a lot of conversation happening. Um, but we, you know, we really believe that the people of Calvary can contribute to the, to the conversations of our time in, in a really uh, thoughtful way. Hmm. Uh, we've changed. Now, I haven't seen some of the changes that occurred before me. I, I came when a program needed to be changed there, a combination of the, the uh, ministry studies program at the college and the seminary. So there was a change that went on when I came. But since then, there have been other changes that we've adapted to the uh, uh, students that are, are coming, um, their desire for how to serve the Lord has changed. So, I, Sean, if I'm, I'm addressing what you're talking about, you know, Calvary is trying to address the different opportunities that we have. And so we have people on faculty and we have uh, emphases in the school that uh, we're trying to meet the need where God's people are serving out in the culture. I'm, I'm thinking of the STEM program. You know, that, that's one of the, the recent ones that we have with Chris Basil, a chemist who's here on faculty and just his desire to ground students in in God's word and thinking as they approach uh, a, a part of the world where if they were to go on a secular organization, they'd be confronted with a theistic evolution at the best evolution, probably, you know, for the most part. So he's committed, uh, you know. Um, the, the other disciplines that we have here at the school, there are people that uh, have been practitioners out in the field, all of us. And uh, so we want to speak out of that experience. But we're here, and so we're sort of out of touch with the world. So I've seen through the years that we still have to stay fresh, and that's part of our reading, uh, part of our spouses. My wife keeps saying, you don't know what's going on in the church? <laughs> so I go, no, I need to find that out. And and so we are, are trying to, to relate to what's going on in the world as best we can, and through that then pass on to other people what we've heard and learned. And, uh, you know, so there's a depth here that we have to offer, I think. Good, good. I like that you use the word opportunity, because I, I think that sometimes, you know, when things are so uh, uncertain and even uh, volatile in our culture, that I think it's easy for people to to be fearful, and 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 I think Josh referred to this, you know, to kind of pull back. Um, but really, what uh, what we need to do is is say, where are the opportunities? You know, because change and and uncertainty always bring uh, you know opportunities, and so that's I, I was glad you used that word. And and so you know, what, one of the things that we want to do in Calvary Conversations is. To introduce you to more of those faculty and staff here at Calvary who are who are working uh, to make Calvary special, but also that uh, you know, those who that we believe, ha uh, um, uh, uh, you know, um, 
are uh, in some way, you know, uh, designed or or equipped to to uh, help us understand our times and and speak to it. So, uh, you know, we just look forward to introducing you to um, more of the, the the faculty and staff here yeah. at Calvary, and 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 just encourage you to connect with us in various ways. Maybe I could put a footnote in too. Uh, okay. you know, you're going to hear it from Josh and Tim. You know, Josh in missions, Tim's been in missions, but they're both representing unique ways that we're doing that now. So we're while we've stayed very true to the foundational things that Calvary was begun on, we are adding to that and all the different programs that we have available for people to do ministry in different ways because of the opportunities. Good, yeah, and in fact, um, one of our first interviews is, is I'm, going, I'm, going, I'm going to be interview, interviewing uh, Dr. Granados, uh, our, our president, and I, and I want to engage with him on the issue of uh, university versus Bible college and, and you know, what the differences are and, and why those are significant for us as you know, um, Calvary University now. Uh, so Tim and Josh, let me ask uh, this of both of you and Mike jump in here as you feel led, but uh, what are some of the most important conversations uh, happening in our world in, in our times, you know, as it relates to the church and to ministry and to family, to uh, higher education, uh, to culture? Um, what are some of the, 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 the important conversations from your perspective? Josh, you want to go? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, as I've all right. So as I've been thinking about that, obviously, you know, some some passions of mine, missions and and mobilizing more Christians to be engaged in that kind of cross-cultural ministry. But, um, you know, as we as we still deal with the aftermath and COVID and what the repercussions are going to be for that, probably one primary question is what's what's the local church going to look like? You know, what's what's the future and the nature of the local church as we, you know, services have moved online and even now as cases are dropping, you know, what's what's it going to look like as we move out of that? There's whole you know, there's whole branches out there, um, the missional church movement and just different ideas of what the church should look like. So that's an important conversation. Now, obviously, we're having um, you know, there's still racial issues going on in our country and a lot of ethnic issues, immigration, uh, those kind of conversations are happening. And so one of you know, one of my first interviews will be with uh, an alumni who's you know, into that kind of ministry, Adrian Robertson, one of our uh, one of our alumni and also a board member um, who's a pastor in Kansas, City, Kansas. And uh, but um, how do we how do we engage in those kind of conversations related to racial racial and ethnic tensions? You know, how do we bring a biblical worldview into those kind of things? So, Tim. And for me, um, it's it's a it's a very similar passion. Uh, Josh and I are really cut from same class we where our friendship goes back uh, long before uh, my employment at calvary um and one thing i think that we both share is a passion for cross-cultural engagement and sometimes that does take the form of what we traditionally refer to as missions but what i believe and i think it's an incredibly important conversation we need to be having right now i do not believe it is possible to function in american culture today as a christian without some degree of cross-cultural savvy, because- Once we, more for the people in the back. <laughs> yeah, I, 
I do not believe it is possible to engage uh, as a Christian in American culture without some degree of cross-cultural savvy. We need to, and cross-cultural intelligence, really. Um, and what is cross-cultural intelligence? It is the ability to uh, put yourself at least in the position of or understand the mindset of people who have been culturalized very differently from you. And uh, that those gaps have been widening and widening as I would say the common American experience has widened and widened and fractured, right? Uh, when I talk about cross-cultural engagement, yes, I'm talking about... Um, engagement with immigrant populations. That's only one aspect of it, though. It is engagement with people who have grown up complete in a completely uh, secular mindset. And I'm not saying that sort of in a pejorative way. I mean, just not having any exposure at all to any theistic uh, concepts in their upbringing. Um, if, if you engage a person like that in conversation, you cannot begin in the same place that a lot of our evangelism materials that are 50 or 60 years old uh, have us uh, engaging, at least at the point to where they assume the existence of God. No, that, that assumption isn't even there anymore. Uh, we have to be a lot more savvy about apologetics. We have to be a, a lot more savvy to their mindset. And if you ask me, um, you know, Sean, you, you, you brought up what scripture comes to mind. I'll tell you that one of the most important scriptures I think we have to grapple right, with right now is First Peter three fifteen, um, but in your hearts uh, revere Christ as Lord. So keeping Christ as first place, and yet always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who uh, who asks you for the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Mm -hmm. And I, I think, um, unfortunately, in the church right now, uh, uh, gentleness and respect are not as as um, Thought, thoughtful engagement paired with gentleness and respect is not as much the norm as I'd like to see it. And, and that's, that's, that's a real passion of mine to see us engaging with the world, engaging in a pluralistic society, because we're the cats out of the bag, folks. We're, we're, we're in a post-Christian society now. So um, our idea of, of, of the God of the Bible is only one of many that, that, that compete or tension in the wider world, right? So we have to figure out um, in this pluralistic society how to engage people thoughtfully and with gentleness and with respect while still revering Christ as Lord. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I would call that's what I deem to be the most important issues, uh, yeah, one I, of the most important <clears throat> issues of our time. Can I add one thing real quick, John? Sure. Um, but just in you know in piggybacking off what Tim said, but even, you know, a lot of the issues that we're facing in our, in our country today, even, you know, you think about some of the political issues and disagreements and, you know, right, left, Republican, Democrat, whatever, but it all fundamentally comes down to the fact that we don't look at the world the same way. We, we have a different understanding of reality. And so uh, until we get to those core issues, even is what Tim was talking about and how we actually view the nature of reality, uh, much of our response to some of the things around us is, is misguided and misplaced because it's, you know, it's like we're trying to, uh, one of the analogies I use with my students, it's like we're trying to treat a bullet hole with a Band-Aid uh, because we're, we're focusing on the external things when really you've got to deal with the core issues first. Mm -hmm.
That's good. That's good. And I'm, I'm really glad. Uh, I think it was Tim that brought up culture. Um, and, and, you know, we could, we, we recognize that we could spend a lot of time talking about this. And in fact, um, when we were uh, preparing for the Christian Leaders Conference, we had decided to uh, address some of those issues of culture that Tim brought up a little bit ago. And so um, uh, I, I just kind of want to put a plug in for our, our first several um, uh, uh, conversations are, are going to be related to, to culture. In fact, probably if you get to, get right down to it, probably all of them are related to culture ultimately. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're going to specifically uh, be addressing uh, the issue of culture, and I was really glad, to, uh, Tim, also that you that you uh, brought up the, the 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 reality that we're not just talking about you know the uh, the the immigrants among us or or the refugees among us, which is absolutely a, a, an important issue, and we're we're planning to explore that as well. But really, um, the, the the people who look like us and the people who were born here, the people who uh, live next door to us, um, uh, have very different cultures uh, very often, and and that's a really really important uh, conversation that we need to be having. And so I'm I'm glad you brought those up. Uh, let me let me throw this in here. Um, I, I've talked to people recently who are who are uh, kind of at that point where they want to. N- not engage in these conversations, and uh, they're, you know, they're. Uh, I've, I've, for some reason, I've heard a lot of people saying that they're they're getting off social media at least for a while. Um, what would you say to those folks as far as, you know, uh, how how do we navigate uh, hmm. these really difficult and 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 supercharged, sometimes very emotional uh, conversations, and 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 yet you know, maintain our sanity and, and, and our, and our, you know, our mental health. Uh, how do we do that? <laughs> or is it possible? <laughs> oh, it's very possible. Uh, the first two things that come to my mind are with grace and humility. Uh, you know, grace to the person that you are, you are talking with and recognizing. Now, so if we approach this from a cultural perspective and understanding that they just don't, view the world the same way we do, you know, grace for the reality that their conclusions are coming from a picture of reality that is different from ours. Um, And then humility, all right, so grace to the other person and then humility on our own part to realize that there, there may be ways in which we are misunderstanding something. I mean, maybe my maybe my first reaction to an issue or what somebody has said is is absent from a real root understanding of how they arrive at that conclusion. You know, how they how they came to that. And so maybe if I can understand that from their perspective, uh, it'll make a little bit more sense. Not that I'll necessarily agree but it will make more sense as to how they got to that conclusion. So grace and, and humility. And, you know, again, maybe real quick, come back to the, the analogy of taking a seat at the table. I, you know, I've, I have left social media for periods of time. I've, I've taken a month off here or there because it just, it was getting too much for me. And so, so I, I can understand that. Um, but again, if you, if you leave, if you leave the table, uh, if you leave the conversation and the you know the ideas, then yes, you you may be restricting their ability to influence you, somebody's ability to have an impact on you. 
but you're also removing your ability to influence them. And, mm. and once you do that, you can't hope for there to be any kind of change or furthering the conversation. Okay. That's good. Anybody else have something to, to, to add to that? I do. And, uh, you know, we're, we're definitely going to test a little bit of the boundaries of uh, our, our perhaps even our own differences in this group. But I think that's good. I think I think it's important that we have, you know, conversations. But I, I would say that one of the main concerns I have about uh, the purported difficult conversations between the church and the world right now is that they are all centered around the politics of 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 this country and not around more important things. Um, yes, I agree that politics sometimes touches on moral issues and it is worth having conversations about, but I would also agree that the majority of conversations, um, that I see Christians engaging with, with the world are, 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 are characteristic of this attitude. And I'll share this. This is a true story. I will not share where this occurred. I was at a church Bible study, not my home church. And, um, I heard a man say, and this was several years ago. So I heard a man say, um, to, to the group. Well, I had a chance to witness to my coworkers this week and tell him the, tell to one of my coworkers this week and tell him the truth about what Obama and the Democrats are doing to this country. Mm. I, 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 did you catch this? Yeah. That witnessing was equated with politics, and this is one of the key issues I see. Christians have got to disconnect politics from the gospel, and I would like to say a very convicting verse that where your treasure is. There your heart is also. And maybe another related verse that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And what we're seeing in a lot of believers that's very disappointing to me right now is that their treasure appears to be who gets an office and who, what political party currently has the power and not the gospel of Jesus Christ and not the power of the gospel to transform individual lives. And I think because we have lost that focus, uh, we, we, are, we are reaping a whirlwind of, of issues um, in, in the church community right now. So, yeah, I, I realize I'm testing that a, 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 little, a little bit, but... Um, no, no, uh, I, think that, I think that's good because I think that's one of the opportunities, Tim, is to, yeah. is to clarify those things, you know? Um, mm -hmm. the, the, the politics and the, and the moral issues that, that we're facing as a country, those are what, you know, what I would kind of refer to as, you know, mid-level uh, issues that are very important to us uh, in our time and, and we should be talking about those and we should be working through those. But we also need to discern the difference between those things and the, the you know, the grand scheme of things, uh, the meta narrative, as they say, of, of what God is doing in this world. And, and I, you know, so we, we, we do need to talk about those things and, and, and really uh, be discerning about, um, about uh, you know, the difference between uh, what's ultimately important and what's uh, temporarily important. Yeah, uh, uh, if, if, I, if I could add a comment, yeah. uh, Tim yeah, would talk about, maybe we would disagree with you. Uh, we're in a culture where the, the old saying, God made us uh, with two ears and one mouth, uh, we don't want to use the ears, meaning why would I want to listen to him? I disagree with him, he's wrong. Uh, and, and, you know, that's not, the attitude we should have, we should be able to listen in order to clarify, yes, but to listen in that that personal dimension of affirming someone can have an opinion and they need to form an opinion, but do we allow them to listen or do we listen to them and allow them to have their opinion? Sometimes we don't listen enough is what I'm saying. 
And uh, hopefully through our conversations here, we'll do a lot of listening as well as speaking. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent. And and in fact, our we, we've, we've agreed that our driving motivation for uh, the conversations that we have here and the guests that we invite to, to engage in those conversations is to help Christians lead and serve well. And uh, we're, we're actually running up against our, our, uh, our self-imposed uh, time limit. So uh, I'm going to wrap things up with that. You know, our primary intent is not to do evangelism. Uh, though I believe that clarification of the gospel and exploring the implications of the gospel is, is uh, you know, these are lifelong and critical conversations that we should be having as well and, and, and almost certainly will as we move forward. Um, but we, our driving motivation is to help Christians lead and serve well. And um, so we want this to be uh, you know, an offering uh, to all those who understand that we live in uncertain times, in precarious times, and uh, just want to lead their families well, lead their churches well, lead their ministries well, uh, and, and engage uh, the people around them out of love. And, and uh, as someone mentioned earlier, Peter said, gen- with gentleness and respect. So uh, thank you, gentlemen. We're, we are out of time. And, and let me just mention that our format moving forward is that we are planning to, to keep our, our conversations no longer than 26 minutes because uh, that's the, actually the, the average length of a, a commute in the United States. So that's, that's where we uh, are going to try to draw the line. But, but uh, thank you so much for adding Calvary Conversations, gentlemen, to your already full schedules. And, um, and uh, just, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to the, to the months and, and perhaps years ahead, if the Lord wills. Uh, and if you're listening today, we thank you so much for joining us for our first ever uh, Calvary Conversations. And um, Calvary Conversations is a ministry of Calvary University in Kansas City, Missouri. And you can find more information about Calvary at Calvary, C-A-L-V-A-R-Y, not Cavalry. Uh, I, I heard somebody say that recently. Uh, Calvary, C-A-L-V-A-R-Y dot E-D-U uh, on the World Wide Web. And you can also call us at 816-322-0110. And uh, if you would like to interact with us, we would uh, we would welcome that. And uh, you can find uh, us on social media. Uh, and on the uh, the faculty page of the Calvary University website. So uh, that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Grace and peace. Mm-hmm.